Welcome to the Make Disciples podcast, a short weekly podcast where we will share topics, ideas, and resources useful to you in your effort to follow Jesus as a disciple. Well, welcome back to this episode of the Make Disciples podcast. Hi, once again, I'm Dan Rober and am joined again by Mike Shockey. Thanks for being here, Mike. Hello. We started a fun conversation in our last podcast about the importance of truth, and uh, we want to follow that up today. But let's do a quick reminder. We're talking about the importance of truth, not a mind-blowing or controversial concept at first glance, and yet it is foundational to our growth as disciples. In fact, we used Ephesians 4.15 saying, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is ahead into Christ. I'm thinking about it in terms of that verse right before it as well. It says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. It's easy to be led astray and to be moved in a lot of different directions. And for some reason, my hands are gesturing in all directions, even though this is a podcast and no one can see them. But that's all right. We'll do that anyway. Yes. But we are blown in every direction if we can't understand that there is truth that we hold on to. And so we said last time that truth is important and that we should pursue it. So our question for today is, well, how do we pursue truth? What are some practical tips, practical realities that we can uh, pay attention to in our lives as we pursue truth? So what comes up in your mind, uh, Mike, in terms of pursuing truth in your own life as a student and as a pastor? Well, I guess the first thing is I'd like to take a pickup truck when I'm pursuing truth, so I've got a place to put it Uh, when I I find it. By the way, I am uh, either hugely goofball or hugely serious. I don't seem to have an in-between. One or the other, (laughs) yes. Zero to waving his hands again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're asking in terms of the pursuit of truth. I said uh, on our last podcast that, you know, a foundational aspect of that just simply needs to be at least be following lines that will lead you to truth. So if we uh, encapsulate that in uh, kind of the concept of the Christian staying in the truth, right? Because we talked about 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8, and one of the the keys that Paul brings uh, in there is because, verses 3 and 4, because these people whoever they are, are going to start following every wind of doctrine, right? They're going to start chasing after things that are myths and fake and not truth. Because that's going to happen, Timothy, says Paul, preach the word. So what's the prescription there? It's always this anchoring back to the word of God. Be ready to correct and exhort and encourage and those kinds of things, right? But it's always by the word of God. And so it is, I think, fair to say that if we're pursuing truth, and we're not just pursuing it as Christians for ourselves. Hey, woohoo, I got the truth. Yes, check me out. Now I get to go chill in my nice, comfy environment with my truth, right? Or even with the truth. We're always attaining to the truth of God for ourselves. And then this is love God. And then love who? Love your neighbor, right? We're always attaining to the truth to be able to then communicate that truth to those around us because we want them to know that truth. And then at the end of the day, we say, if we have been following that truth in the word of God, it will put us on a path in truth to lead us to the ultimate truth, which is what God has to say about that, right? And then one of the outcomes, if not a very primary outcome, is that we're going to be so affected by that in such a positive way 
back to the Ephesians 2, we are dead in our trespasses, so spiritually dead. We're so made alive by that pursuit, as it were, right? We were made alive to start on the pursuit, and now we're made alive in the pursuit, made even more alive as a result of the pursuit. That must overflow in speaking the truth in love to those that we feel like God is sending us to to hear that, right? Or is sending to us to hear it. So does that help at all just to keep all of that rooted in the Word of God as Paul does with Timothy? Yeah, I think that's so important. And we have also the example of the Bereans in this. When Paul is going out and talking to people and telling them the truth, he encounters the Bereans and they listen to him, but then they go back and they study the Word and they say, is this true or not? As uh, leaders in the church, we hope and even expect at times that they have the truth. But at the same time, we want to go back to our Bibles. We want to say, is this what the Bible says? Because you and I believe that we are truthful on things and understand it, but the Word of God is the truth. God is the truth. We are fallible creatures, and we're going to mess up sometimes. Rarely, of course. I mean, mean, rarely. You know. Yeah, rarely. But it happens, obviously. And so we need to recognize that the Bible is true, and we rely on that as a foundational text for our lives, just like the Bereans did, to study and compare it to that. Well, you're saying that. You know, we talked a little bit beforehand just to say that you know, these guys, these Bereans, are quite an example to follow in their passion, again, pursuing truth. And I don't mean this as an offense to anyone, because I go through this myself. You know, I've done two devotionals in the past two weeks. There's some confession for you. You know, I've done two devotionals in the past two weeks. I'm occupied with my schoolwork. I'm occupied with the work here at the church. I've got family. I've got, you know, the different things that I've got going on. And much of that is ministry related for that matter, right? That's tangible stuff and it's very important. But the fact of sitting down and actually examining the word of God. So this this verse in Acts 17, it's telling us that these Bereans examined daily, thoroughly, right? That's kind of the word usage there. And the connotation really is that, what are they examining? What is all this examining? What, I've read it 18 times over? Maybe that's part of it. But in the reading, they're asking for the Spirit of God, who is the only one, it's not us and our goodness or our morality that's able to comprehend the Word of God. Look how intellectual I am. I'm working on a master's degree. I should be able to comprehend the Word of God. They're asking the Spirit of God, the only thing that enlivens them to even desire it in the first place, to make the pursuit of truth in the first place, to arrive at truth, they're asking that same Spirit of God to empower them to know, is what you're saying in this word true? When I read Genesis to Revelation and every word therein, am I absolutely convinced that this is God speaking and therefore I can trust that this pursuit of truth I'm on is in fact the right path? to truth, and that I will, in fact, receive it ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about the Word of God as true, and it absolutely is. At the same time, we know that we go through a lot of different avenues for truth, whether you are going to a particular news source or website or social media, as we try to understand the world around us, as we try to understand how we should live our lives, all those things as well. We base the fundamental truth on Scripture, and we recognize that. At the same time, we have to know where to go to find truth as well. This is not going to turn into a podcast where we're going to start celebrating certain media outlets and uh, disparaging others, but we should say that we want to be a bit more broad in our understanding. It's possible for us to be so limited 
that we understand one side of, say, an issue, a contentious issue, and don't understand the broader implications or things that are going on with it at a larger level. And as Christians, we need to be able to think like people who think opposite of us. We need to be able to understand both sides of the issues, to be able to walk in other people's shoes, to show empathy and kindness, even as we want to direct people towards the truth. So when you watch uh, certain news outlets, uh, and as Christians, let's just go ahead and call out that little tiny elephant, you know, Fox News is a big outlet, uh, Newsmax, a big outlet, you know, for conservatives, for Christians. And it's great. I mean, it's great to have that news outlet. If all you're able to do is articulate, even in your own mind, is articulate your position to the exclusion of every other position having any validity whatsoever, then you've done yourself a grave disservice and you have actually handicapped yourself from being able to, uh, to really make arguments. And in this case, we're not going to make those arguments politically. I think that's really difficult to do. Jesus is neither Republican or Democrat, right? But to make these arguments, uh, again, for truth in a loving way to do that, you need to know how to articulate what else is being said, particularly in the mainstream. A very brief example is I'm watching recently a documentary on Charles I, the English king, uh, the Glorious Revolution, what have you. And one of the focal points of this is to talk about the Puritans who were in, if you know anything about Puritans, who were in Parliament at the time under the control of John Pym and how they how the documentary itself had zero concept of what a puritan actually was mm-hmm. right they limited it to well you know just think puritan and just think if somebody's having fun somewhere it's got to be wrong <laughs> right the mencken definition exactly, of exactly exactly yeah. yes and so when you paint with that kind of brush uh, you immediately are alerting everyone on the as I'm watching the documentary, I immediately know, as they know about you. When you go, really, all I watch is Fox News. I don't really pay attention to CNN because it's fake or it's a lie, or I'm just not sure if I can trust those people. You know, immediately I was alerted to, oh, okay. So in this documentary, what I'm going to hear about is how it was wrong for the Puritans to do what they did, and thus you come out on the side of Charles the First. You know, this is what they're trying to promote. And so if you're able to uh, not set up straw men, as it were, and you're able to articulate someone else's position, if you're able to speak in terms of, hey, I totally uh, can understand how it is that the New Age movement in Christianity has become a thing. I understand why people think it's okay to combine Buddhism and Christianity. I totally can articulate, uh, at least in some basic framework way, why it is that uh, someone might say it's okay to study astrology uh, and really be uh, into that and also claim Christianity. If you can articulate the positions, though you do not agree with them at all, man, you go a long way to speaking eventually, right? Maybe not on the first date, but you go a long way to speaking eventually uh, the truth of God in love. And some would argue against that, right, Dan? The uh, Canadian Mounties, the FBI, what do they show those guys? Do they show them a counterfeit bill? They don't show them a counterfeit bill. They show them a real bill. And they say, well, hey, you know, when we know the real bill thoroughly, then we know what the counterfeit is. We're not really speaking in those terms here, because what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to speak to people who believe the counterfeit, right? So you have to know something about the counterfeit and not misrepresent that 
in order to be able to ultimately bring truth. And by doing so, there's an element of love that I think is displayed when you've taken time to learn and then be able to kindly articulate, man, I totally understand why you feel the way you feel. I can totally get that. So let me ask you some questions, right? Let me ask you, what would you say if I told you that God says in his word this, and what you've been brought to believe is this over here? How would you reconcile those two things? Then you're having a conversation, right? Now, love is a conversation. Non-love is frankly standing on a street corner, screaming out to people, telling them that they're going straight to hell with a bullhorn. Uh, Not that that can't be effective for some people, but at some point, the conversation where you've taken time to really dive into that person's uh, or into that culture's, that you know, subculture's thinking, it displays, wow, you took time for this and you don't even believe in this? You don't even agree with this, but you took time for it? Yeah. Absolutely. So we're talking about sources of truth. We're talking about empathy. I think we can conclude with this idea of simply being able and willing to admit that sometimes we're going to be wrong. I mean, we joked about it earlier in this podcast, but the fact is we aren't God and we aren't perfect. And so if truth is so important in our lives and we need to be willing to say, hey, I messed up here. I didn't understand this well. My thinking can develop more in this area. I can understand this better. And being able to say, hey, I'm human. I messed up. I can learn. I can grow. I can even change for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of understanding and to show love to those around me. Well, look at Jesus and how many times he corrects Pharisees who very technically speaking were spot on in terms of their correctness, right? And yet he's saying uh, in many, many cases, this is where speaking truth and love comes in, is that guys, you're taking the letter of the law to be all that there is to the law. You're forgetting that there is a God of mercy who sees every circumstance with every person knows exactly what that person has been through, we would say, as Reformed people, has orchestrated those events so that that person has gone through what they've gone through, so that the conclusions that they've come to, be they true or false, so that those conclusions have come to pass, so that his glory can still be seen. And so we, too, have to come to those people and approach ourselves even to say, man, there's so much stuff that has poured into, our experience has poured into us, good and bad that of course we're going to be wrong on how we apply many things. We may have a perfectly good theology. I don't know that, but maybe. But how we apply it, and I'm now speaking to people who really know what that statement means, right? We've got a very strong theological position is the Reformed position. At the same time, how we apply it, I would argue has been, how we've not shown it in love, I would argue has been the single biggest contributor to why it's not as well received. Not that we're trying to promote a Reformed faith, but since the Reformed faith does have a tendency to emphasize the deep grace of Christ, this gentle and lowly figure of Jesus, where he's telling you his heart, right? Since that's the case, don't we want people to know that about Jesus? And so, therefore, should we not be, at least like you're saying, willing to recognize, listen, in this conversation, whoever you are, in this podcast, whoever you are, we may not be articulating this as best we can, but we're acknowledging that up front. And man, we'd give anything if we could articulate the gospel, the word of God in so much love that all you saw in us and on us and hear through us is Jesus, right? 
But if you're just standing there just telling somebody the truth just to be telling them the truth because you're right and they're wrong, and that's not getting anybody anywhere, especially not in a modern culture where they just build up big walls against you and they've tuned you out, talk to the hand kind of thing. Absolutely. Well, this is a huge conversation. We could spend a lot longer talking about this. I would like to spend more time, but we can't. We can't. Not today anyway. We can certainly do it offline, and we'd be happy to chat with you as well. If you have questions, feel free to email us. You can email us at makedisciples at wildwoodtlh.com, and we'd be happy to follow up with you on this. Mike, thanks for joining us again for this podcast. Such a blessing. Thanks for joining us for the Make Disciples podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review, and spread the word. This podcast can be found in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This podcast is a ministry of Wildwood Church in Tallahassee, Florida. Please join us again for our next episode of Make Disciples.